This is Upstate's HealthLink on air. Linda Cohen here with you. Well, with global warming on the forefront of all our political discussions these days, it's clear that all large institutions are being called upon to become greener or more environmentally friendly. Here with more on how Upstate Medical University is meeting this challenge is Thomas Pilas, Assistant Vice President for Facility and Planning Sustainability in Buildings and Facilities at Upstate Medical University. Welcome, Mr. Pilas. Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for letting me come. So sustainability is the watchword, especially for large institutions these days, and especially those involved in health care. Tell me about that. Well, there's a... a strong connection between uh, wellness and, uh, and, and a healthy environment that we, we live in. And uh, as a, a teaching hospital and as a medical school, among other health professions that we teach here, uh, we thought it was important to embed that philosophy into our world. Yeah, and it sounds like just what you're saying, it's really, it's almost like if the mission is health for the institution, you would want to make sure that the whole environment stays healthy. That's exactly. It's a it's kind of a holistic uh, view of uh, both what we do here at Upstate and how we should conduct ourselves. Yeah. And clearly it's an important role in terms of its contribution to the health not only of the immediate region, but in a sense, living a sustainable life helps the entire planet. So uh, That's correct. And, and part of our program is to not only do what is right for Upstate from a sustainability standpoint, but as the largest employer in the region, we also are trying to personalize what we do such that our employees and our students can take some of the things we do here home with them and uh, implement them in their personal lives. Tell me a little bit about that. So are you hoping in a way that not only to serve as a role model, but also some of the lessons learned in terms of how to be more sustainable will actually be taken home, as you said, and, and integrated? Correct. Uh, you know, the the... the of course, the poster child is always recycling, um, and so we do uh, a lot of education uh, as to what can be recycled, what can't be recycled, and um, that, that sort of thing. Um, we compost our food, food waste. You can do that at home. Um, so a lot of the lessons learned here, which you're saying, even at work, so to speak, for individuals employed here, can be really integrated into their own lives. Correct, and that's how we try to reach out beyond just upstate. I want to get to that in a minute. So let's let's go back over the history a little bit because I was reading in preparation for talking to you that it goes back as far as even 1997 here where Dr. Eastwood instituted something to do with recycling. Can you help fill us in on all of the history? Absolutely. In 1997, uh, Dr. Eastwood implemented the first recycling program at Upstate and that uh, uh, for lack of a better word, chugged along for a few years. Um, Dr. Eastwood as the president. He was the president at, the, at in 1997, and then again uh, here recently. He's the interim, yes. And um, and so that chugged along until about 2008, where we really formalized our sustainability task force, and uh, and from there on, we've really come a long way. And what we've tried to do um, uh, is uh, is kind of a threefold implement um, sustainability practices in what we purchase, um, in what we design and build, and and also how to communicate it to our workforce here at Upstate and our students. So it's really a three-pronged approach. It really is. And so over, over the years, we've determined that uh, the best thing to do is to embed these sustainability practices into just, this is what we do. It's not 
even labeled as sustainability and much of the time it's just what we do let's go through some of the things you do because i think it, it it's so far ranging it, it goes from the operating room to the emergency room to the medical school classrooms give us a little bit of an overview of the kinds of efforts you're engaged in or, or and bring it down to the nuts and bolts sure uh the uh, let's go to the operating room because that's probably the most fascinating um, as you can imagine in any hospital setting there are many, many instruments that are one use and, and they're one thrown and away. One and done. One and done. And uh, we've uh, been able to uh, determine certain instruments and uh, uh, procedures in which we can either reuse, recycle, or in some man- way um, not have that particular piece of equipment or, or instrument into the waste stream. Um, that's not only sustainable, but it's good business. Uh, because the hospital has been able to save uh, literally hundreds of thousands of dollars by reducing the waste from getting the waste stream. Wow. So is it, is it, do you actually repurpose these types of things, or are they actually reused with we are, sterilization we, we are, procedures? They are, they are repurposed. Um, some are ground up and recycled. Some are actually uh, uh, sterilized and reused, um, and it runs the whole gamut. And it's really a, in partnership with our instrument um, and in uh, suppliers uh, for for uh, whatever the particular piece of equipment is. I think anyone who's been in the hospital in recent years, um, again, uh, maybe even prior to recent years, has seen these kind of, you know, all kinds of equipment that's handed to you or procedures that are done are obviously in sterile plastic and then the plastic's taken off and it's used. And it's always appeared to be that all of those things do end up in the waste stream. But now you're saying that even at the bedside, there are changes. They they they, uh, they do, uh, or they have historically landed in the waste stream. Uh, today, we try to repurpose or reuse as much as possible. In fact, we're trying to do two things with the blue sterile wrap that encapsulates these uh, instruments and, wow. uh, and, and goods. Uh, one... One being that we are reducing how much we use um, and using a reusable uh, container for sterilized uh, um, goods. And secondly, we are currently investigating um, actually capturing the sterilized wrap, um, compressing it or compacting it, and um, recycling it, which currently lands in the waste stream right now. So that'll be another large volume um, reduction in our waste stream. How is that impacting on your vendors? I mean, this approach of sustainability, does that also kind of go downstream to the the purveyors, the people who are creating, manufacturing or creating all of these products? In other words, your demand for that need for sustainability, does it then impact on the people creating these? I I, want to say it's not necessarily our demand. It's more of a partnership with uh, these suppliers. It's a... um, we have ideas, they have ideas, we get best practices from them, they get best practices from us, and uh, together we've been able to find a lot of opportunities that neither uh, individually could have envisioned a few years ago. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on air. I'm Linda Cohen along with Thomas Pilas. He's Upstate's VP for Facilities, and we're talking about sustainability efforts. So you, I know Upstate in recent years has done a fair amount of building, and one would think in the process of building, there can be a lot of waste or a lot of um, trash created in a sense. Tell us about how you have taken this whole notion of sustainability into that uh, region, that arena. Uh, 
we have um, a, uh, a, a a policy here that um, every large construction project, whether it be a renovation or a new building, um, must be uh, certified at the lead silver level. And further, we define what within the lead points um, we want to uh, tackle. For our listeners, help us understand the LEED silver level. What does that mean? Well, LEED stands for Leadership in Environmental and Energy Design. And silver is um, is one of the many steps that goes certified. So it's uh, a level. Certified silver, gold, and platinum. And so our goal is, uh, is to focus on energy reduction um, and indoor air quality. However, with the new constructions, you are absolutely correct, it does create a lot of waste. So I'll use the cancer center as an example. Um, we actually recycled 80% of the waste that came out of that wow. building as part of the construction. Um, and that's, we, that's amazing. And we're uh, just completing a new academic building, and the uh, recycling levels are similar in that building as well. So in terms of all of that savings, but in addition, the effort is to make sure that the buildings are green in terms of the use of energy as well. Yes, uh, energy conservation is uh, very important. Uh, not only we're not only mandated by the state, but it's important because again, it's a good business. Uh, it costs us money to operate these buildings. So, there was talk years past about in the efforts to try to save energy, buildings were made kind of airtight, or you know there was an effort to to make them so well insulated that there were some other issues that arose as a result of it, toxicities from you know some kind of emissions of carpeting and that that kind of stuff in terms of buildings. How have you addressed those kinds of issues? Well, there's a challenge here because um, we are uh, duty-bound to follow uh, codes, and especially in a healthcare facility, there are uh, mandates within a hospital. Um, so the the notion of, uh, of opening windows and having fresh air is actually in conflict with many of the um, health code requirements. So um, we try to uh, address that by uh, twofold. Uh, one is to specify materials that don't have those odors. So we use low VOC paint. We have specified uh, carpeting and flooring materials that have a, a very low uh, odor content, I'll call it, for this purpose. And, um, and we, um, uh, we try to start right from the beginning with the uh, inception of the project and then work towards uh, energy reduction, having a, uh, um, a robust ventilation system where we do get a lot of fresh air into the building as You know, well. obviously all these efforts have really led you down the right path because I read recently that you won a sustainability award from the UHC. What is that? Tell us about that. UHC stands for University Hospital Consortium. It's something we are enormously proud of. Um, it's a national organization of uh, academic medical centers, and um this is a national award that Upstate won in 2015 um, against, um, I, I believe there's 120 or so uh, uh, member organizations from across the country. And um, I think it underscores our program uh, very well in that we don't have, uh, because we're landlocked and because of lots of other uh, limitations we have with where we are and what we do, we don't have a silver bullet. So we did a holistic approach to our sustainability program and looked at every nuance of our world. 
um, from the reuse of instruments in the OR to uh, save the rain outside the buildings um, in terms of, uh, you know, basically repurposing uh, uh, rainwater both to, for vegetation and also to just keep it out of the combined sewer system. Um, so uh, we've looked at everything we possibly can, you know, recycling and, um, and uh, virtually anything you can think of that would make our, our world um, more sustainable, we have done it. We've, we've got a lawn reduction program going on. And with so little space in an urban setting, uh, that's been uh, a challenge unto itself. But uh, we reduced our lawn uh, mowing uh, areas by about 25% within the university in the last uh, few years. So you really are, not only have you achieved a great, um, you've made a great achievement here, but you're still kind of ongoing in terms of your efforts. In the little bit of time we have left, what's on the, what's the, what are some of the future goals? What's on the, on the radar for you going forward? Well, we're going to um, do two different things that, uh, one is um, we're gonna try recycling in the patient rooms, uh, especially in the, in the children's hospital. There are a lot of plastic containers that are used for a formula and things like that. Um, we are doing a pilot program on that. And uh, secondly, we're investigating uh, putting a large solar array on the roof of our uh, one of our garages. So it'll uh, generate a little over one megawatt of electricity, wow. uh, which is uh, a little bit over 2% of our total usage. Um, we just need to make sure that that's a, a good business decision before we go forward. Very exciting, very exciting plans. You've obviously, as I said, achieved a tremendous amount. Very interesting, and also it's a good feeling to feel like in our region that you're kind of almost a, a leader in this whole effort. So thank you so much for coming in. My guest has been Thomas Pilas, Assistant Vice President for Facility and Planning Sustainability in Buildings and Facilities at Upstate Medical University. I'm Linda Cohen, and you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air.